Welcome to the Couragepreneur Podcast. The podcast for people who want to be more resilient in life and business by developing their courage muscle to live life, love life, and be their absolute best. Now, let's go live to your host, Pix Jonathan. G'day there and welcome to the latest episode of the Couragepreneur podcast. I've got the honour and privilege of interviewing today, Cardine Aharan. So welcome and thank you, Cardine. Thanks so much for having me, Pix. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Fantastic. And just for our viewers, for their benefit, a little bit about Cardine. She is an accredited social worker, advanced EFT tapping um, practitioner. And if you don't know what that is, that is emotional freedom techniques and a trainer. And Cardine has now more than 30 years of combined experience in community services and natural therapies. And she has worked with hundreds of people, including individuals and group and community settings. And she works with people who um, want to create change in their relationships, their level of happiness, health, and how they feel about themselves. And that's really critical. And Cardine and I connected via, um, you know, Facebook, and we share some mutual values and, and goals and thoughts on things. So, so looking forward to today. So thank you, Cardine. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. So we're all about courage, Cardine. So what does courage mean to you? Courage means a lot of things to me. Courage means being able to move forward even when things are really scary. And sometimes that's just moment by moment. Sometimes life can be really overwhelming for people and just going from moment to moment can take a lot of courage, I think. Yeah, that's so true. And I've often said, you know, it's not climbing Mount Everest. It's not conquering, you know, the world or writing a best-selling book. To some people, courage is getting out of bed one step, one day at a time. Absolutely. And thanks for reiterating that. It's a really valid thing, especially in this crazy world that we're going through, you know, the global situation in so many ways. But, yeah, that's really beautiful. Thank you, Cardine. Now, yeah, just opening your eyes can take courage, can't it? Oh, absolutely. Some people don't even want to do that. That's for sure. Oh. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we talk about courage and I have an acronym, Cardine. So our first letter in our interview is the letter C. So how do you best connect and communicate with others? Can be online or offline, personally or professionally? Oh, I really like connecting either one-on-one or just with a handful of friends when it's in my personal life. When I'm connecting professionally, it's either one-on-one or because I provide training, I really love that environment and I find it really easy to connect and build connections in that environment. Yeah. But, yeah, in my personal life, I like it small rather than big groups. I'm more of an introvert. Intimate. So. Yeah, yeah, but intimate one-on-one. And I think COVID has really amplified that. It's all about the connections that we have with people. And, you know, there's a saying, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And, and that has been so you know, so true, especially these last couple of years. And I I guess we live our our lives a bit hybrid too, like online and offline as well. And we've had so much online stuff because of the situation. But, yeah, just more intimate and drilling down to one-on-one connections. So that's really important. 
And online has been so important during this time. I know I was having regular Zoom chats with friends who'd have a, a weekly chicks chat. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Kept, chicks chat. Yeah. Chicks chat. And it kept us all sane. Yeah. Yeah. We were having uh, online family Zoom parties. Like we'd have, we actually had a theme. And I said, why don't we do a Christmas in January? Um, so, or Christmas really? in July. That was last year, actually. Yeah. So we did that. And that was great. We put on hats and celebrated. And yeah, it was really good. Um, yeah. But I like chicks chat. I think that's good. Yeah. Chat, yeah. <laughs> I'm all about alliteration and acronyms, as most of my friends know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a lifesaver for me because um, I was in one of those areas where you couldn't leave your 5K zone and I had nobody in it. So, yeah, that's for sure. Um, our next letter, um, Cardine, is O. What does having an open heart and open mind mean to you? So having an open heart and mind, I guess that really takes courage to have that. It's very easy to build up our walls and defences. We've all had challenges uh, throughout our lifetimes and building up our, a wall around our heart is a, is a, can be a really good coping mechanism, but it also is a great way to sabotage us because it keeps us separate to people and separate from connecting. So when we have an open heart, we can actually have a more joyous life mm. and uh, a lighter feeling life than if we've always got these big walls around our heart. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's very easy to be scared of connecting or having love in one's life. Yet when we do, there's far more opportunities and possibilities. The same with having an open mind. To me, that's so important. It's so important to challenge our social programming or our family programming. Yeah. And open heart and open mind for me is really a part of that. And it's led me to different uh, areas of life that I would never have explored if I hadn't had that open heart and, and mind even to challenge personal relationships and how they should look like, mm. for example, is a big part of my life. Yeah, I like how you said about, you know, building walls of your heart and, like, don't have them. Be, I mean, there's times you have to protect your heart and your own energy, as we know, yeah. but, you know, don't yeah. have them. Uh, sometimes I think have that wall up for social you know, mainstream media, but we won't enter into that. You know, we take on board what we yeah. what we can. But, yeah, having that open heart and open mind, and they say it's like a parachute. Our minds and hearts only work when they're open, so it's really important to have that. Exactly, and we do need to have boundaries. So I think having boundaries um, goes hand in hand with being in a, a healthy state of having an open mm. heart and mind. Mm. We don't want to be so open that we let everything in. Yeah. We need to have a bit of a harmony in that and say, well, yeah, I'm open to that, but this is my boundary and it's really healthy to have that, I think. Yeah, because if we keep emptying ourselves or letting in negative energy, I say you can't pour from an empty cup. So, yeah, critical to have, you know, those boundaries as well as having that open mind and open heart. So thank you. Mm, yeah. Exactly. And the people that we have around us impacts our moods greatly. So if we're going to open our heart to people, it needs to be quality people and people who are dedicated to having healthy relationships. Yeah, lifting us up you know? and supporting us and not pulling Absolutely. us down or being negative and, yeah. Yeah, drama I run from and I suggest to everybody, run from drama. If you're addicted to drama, 
work with a practitioner on that because it doesn't bring happiness to life for sure. Yeah, and some people, they really do attract drama and then they it's self-propelling um, prophecy that they say that they always get drama and so that's what they always attract. So, yeah. Yeah, well, often people will learn drama in their childhoods so we learn how to do relationships essentially in our childhoods and if you've learned drama then you'll keep repeating that pattern and Mm. until you choose to work on it and and change it yeah on that note too I'm also aware of like generational cellular trauma so it can be passed down generation to generation I'm learning more about how the body works the brain the mind and yeah, certainly with trauma, because I've experienced a lot of fam- a lot of trauma in my life, not family per se, but just things that have happened. And even when I watched a tiny bit of the news about the flooding, that's so, you know, all around, it's like I actually have been flooded out twice. It's like, yeah, I cope with that as well. So it's, it's not what happens to you, it's how you respond. And the body can be primed to attract that drama, but it's also about focusing on the positives. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So our next letter, um, Cardine, in our COURAGE acronym is the letter U. So what mm-hmm. makes Cardine Aharan uniquely you? Oh, lots of things. <laughs> I've never really fitted into the, 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 <laughs> the box, the so norm. to speak. <laughs> norm. Um, certainly through school I, I didn't. I was a highly traumatised child. In those days they didn't pick that up and by the time I left high school I pretty much stopped speaking to people and so I had to learn to have conversations with people so I've always kind of been out of the box mm-hmm. even in high school I knew I wanted to do massage therapy and it was not the done thing then and massage was just for brothels and massage parlors was the yeah. general thought but I knew that I wanted to be a massage practitioner so I left school and got a job saved up for a massage course and by the time I was 20 I was teaching massage so I've always just been unique to myself I remember teaching that like you were 20 and teaching massage congratulations yeah. wow yeah because I, I came equal first in my class and mm-hmm. uh Kathy who became my friend we were both asked to become trainers after that so yeah by the time I was 20 I was teaching massage which was amazing I'd never thought I'd be doing that from someone who had stopped talking yeah. mm. and then training in a classroom. That's where I found my passion for, for teaching and that it just came really natural to me. So I've always been unique and I remember even in my teenage years making a conscious decision to not be like my family. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And so always wanting to be different. I mean, I'm so unique. I, I used to have a cat called Larry <laughs> and... I adored him so much and I used to collect his whiskers and I put them in the glass glass box and I still have all of his whiskers in the glass box mm. and they're very treasured. So I'm unique in that way. I'm unique yeah. in the way I view relationships. Yeah. Well, we're, that you're actually segueing into our next letter in our COURAGE acronym, um, Cardine. So how do you develop real relationships or what does having a real relationship, and they could be personal or professional, um, what does that mean to you, Cardine? So me, uh, it means being able to connect with people. Sometimes people won't be like-minded but but they might actually be the people that are there for you Mm. so I think there's all different types of relationships Mm. 
for example, I was going to a, a vision quest once and I was facing having to cancel going because it was too far for me to drive and yeah. four different yeah. lots of people were going to drive me, ended up saying, oh, we can't. But my neighbour, who I wouldn't have classed as a friend, he said, oh, I'll drive you. If I can take your car, I'll drive you and oh. I'll come back in a week and pick you up. Oh, wow. Mm. So he's not someone I would have classed as a friend to have in my friendship circle and spend, you know, genuine time with. Mm. Yet how many people, even friends, would have volunteered to do that? Yeah, how beautiful is that? And, you know, it's almost like a random act of kindness. And that's from someone, although you knew him because he was your neighbour, but for him to offer, how beautiful. And, yeah, I say people are in your life for a reason or a season and they're lessons and blessings, but each person is in your life for some reason so that's right I think we often discount people or we discount connections quite easily and for example if if we connect someone to someone we're attracted to sometimes we can be attracted to them for very different reasons but Mm -hmm. we're so programmed to equal that attraction to sexual attraction must end up in a relationship or or sex and then if it doesn't often people run away from that connection rather than saying well we've got this connection or what is that connection actually about so they put this wall up and never explore and there might have been some really good learning from that or a great friendship might have developed from that Um, but ultimately for me relationships they need to be healthy. Mm. So having open communication, having really good boundaries, mm. having some commonalities that you can share yeah. are really important foundations for any type of relationship, yeah. whether it's friendships or yeah. with clients even. Yeah. There needs no to be a mm. level of safety. Yeah, and I think the um, corporate world is getting towards that as well. Well, I would like to think that um, certainly in the situation, you know, I guess companies that I associate with, that they're in alignment. They've got the same values and ethics and uh, things like that because I don't want to deal with companies that don't have the same values and morals that I have. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So moving on to our next letter in our COURAGE acronym, the letter R, um, we touched on relation, uh, sorry, is A, um, amazing attitude. Uh, Our attitude can all be tested at times, Cardine, but how, if maybe on the other side, if you've got um, an attitude that's not so positive, how do you lift yourself up back to an amazing attitude? Uh, When I am experiencing that, I'll go for a walk by the river Mm -hmm. or I'll float in the lake. I live near Parramatta Lake and I love floating in there in fresh water. And I do a lot of EFT on myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or if that's not enough, I'll work with a practitioner. I'm always working with other practitioners Mm -hmm. on my own stuff, which I think is is vital uh, in the work that I do. So mostly work with trauma. Mm-hmm. Working on my own stuff is always essential. And oh, we all have more fears to work on. Absolutely, because I say who cares for the carer. And it's interesting because actually in my day job, um, I work with people who are at risk and, you know, they're unemployed and there's heroin addicts, there's alcoholics, there's trauma sufferers, things like that. And, um, you know, they get free counselling and we don't. And it's like, wow. <laughs> so on that note, 
I'm actually um, going for a massage right oh, after this crazy. interview today. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, yes, yeah. You can get so, services and and such as you know big talk about self care. Whenever they interview you, it's, oh, what do you do for self care? But few organisations actually allow the space for yeah, self. Yeah, you know, um, I've worked in organisations that do like in women's health when I worked in there. We're allowed to go for a walk if we needed to clear our heads and get yeah. some fresh air. Yeah. yeah. Most organisations don't allow for their workers to have space for self-care. Mm. Yeah, and it, I think it's just so critical. I don't think. I know it's so critical these days, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. So and, yeah, go on. It is essential for self-care. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise you can't do it. Mm. Yeah. So our next letter, Cardine, is the letter G, and I know you're all about this, but um, grateful and growing. Like, How do you practice gratitude and keep growing yourself? Uh, so gratitude I practice every day. Mm-hmm. And when I wake up, I think about all the things I'm grateful for. If I go for a walk, I'll do thank you walking. So with every step I do, I'll say thank you. Yeah. Um, another practice I do for gratitude is just when I'm in nature, just focusing on all the beings around me and connecting energetically mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. that being. And then I feel a lot of gratitude and connection with that. Uh, so that's the gratitude yeah. part. And then the growing, was that the next question? How yeah, do I grow? yeah, just growing yourself. How do you grow yourself? So many ways. One, I see other EFT practitioners. Um, that's just essential really as part of my growth I'm always learning I'm always attending Mm -hmm. more trainings professional development yeah more professional development and personal development Mm -hmm. for me if it's professional development it's also personal development because it's in relation to to trauma and well-being yeah so intrinsically linked that's exactly why I do what I do as well like I've got online health and wellness businesses but they're all in alignment with me my lifestyle and yeah I have a day job at the moment but that doesn't define who I am or what I do um it's my passion projects after hours that I love and and they're intertwined like they're all um intrinsically linked so I love that yeah it's just and I'm very grateful and I've heard of um thank you steps before that's for sure yeah Mm. yeah yeah and one part of growing is having for me the right team around me Mm. Um, I've certainly had a lot of health challenges in my life, particularly related to my trauma. So having the right team to support my physical healing journey as well as my emotional healing journey has always been really essential for my growth and well-being, definitely. And, again, you touched on a great point about physical and emotional healing. Like people can have a a physical disability or something, um, but the emotional trauma associated with that is really challenging or can be really challenging as well. Absolutely. We can't separate the physical and the emotional. When we have a health condition, there's a lot of emotions that go through that. I remember when I first had my major healing crisis, I was 25, and I pretty much had a whole emotional and physical breakdown. I couldn't do my work anymore. And um, lost my train of thought, Pix. What was- oh, just linked, um, you know, emotional and physical linked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had a lot of emotions to do with that. I lost everything. Mm. 
So yeah. there was a lot of grief. I used to do bushwalks by myself every day and I could suddenly no longer do those. I could no longer massage. So there was a lot of grief and frustration and loneliness and abandonment mm, and isolation so yes yeah, so many emotions mm. that went with that for sure and the traditionally medically they don't look at that they just look at fixing body parts yeah it's or, like oh i've got the bandage on it you got a broken up oh sorry here how did you do that like whereas if you've got uh, mental health issues which I believe most people on the planet are experiencing some form of mental challenges at the moment. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it, it's treated very differently. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, and that's why I love what I do because mm. it works on the mind and the body and the spirit all at the yeah. same time. Yep. Does it Got your girlfriend, that's why we connected. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So how do you actually, uh, moving on to our next letter, Cardine, enjoy life? What do you do to float your boat and top up your tank? Besides my work and mm -hmm. training, which I love, when I'm not doing that, I really like to spend time in nature. Mm. I go for a walk by the river and I have a little spot there and the water dragons like to come and sit on me there and I really love that. Or I go up to the lake and have a float. So if I yeah. want to stay close to home, I'll do those things, Yeah, relax and look after myself. Occasionally mm. I'll paint. Mm. Um but usually I will paint, attend a workshop so that I'm leaving home because I work from home. Yeah. And so yeah. I'll away from home so I'm not having to clean it up and, yep. and all yep. of that. And that'll be really nurturing. So yep. self-care. Self-care, but mostly time in nature or time with friends. Yes, that's how. Lovely. I, I certainly hear that. Um, so that concludes our courage acronym. But is there... One action item that you could encourage our listeners to take today, Cardine, to encourage them to, you know, be a little bit courageous and or move towards courage. One action item. Uh, the first one would be kind to yourself. So often we're really hard on ourselves and then we put more pressure on ourselves and then that prevents us from actually taking action. Mm. So being kind to yourself, meeting yourself where you're at, and just remember it only takes one little step at a time. It doesn't matter how little that, that step is. Yeah. Just one little step is a projection forward. And that's a case in point because we scheduled our podcast interview for yesterday, but I actually had unexpected additional passion project work that, you know, I was a little under the pump and I just messaged you, said, could we reschedule and you were fine. Normally the old pics would have been really stressing and going, oh my gosh, you know, letting her and me down, but it's like, no, just do. So, and here we are today. So you know, it all works. Day. Yeah, absolutely. And um, Cardine, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Yeah, the easiest way is just from my website, which is mm -hmm. embraceempowerment.com. That's so embraceempowerment.com. Embraceempowerment.com. Mm -hmm. That's the easiest way. Yeah. All the details are there. All right, beautiful. Well, it is a Sunday, and so thank you very much for taking time out of your day, lovely, and wishing you My all pleasure. the best. Thank you for your time and look forward Thanks again to for having me. My pleasure. Thanks, Blessings, Martin. everybody. <laughs> Bye. You've been listening to the Couragepreneur Podcast. 
If you haven't already, please remember to subscribe so you're the first to know each time we publish a new show. Are you ready to live more courageously and be more resilient? And you know this is something you need help with. We've created a gift just for you. It's the Trilogy of Courage special podcast series. And you can access at pixjohnnison.com forward slash podcast series. That's pixjohnnison.com forward slash podcast series. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.